Hello and good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this week's new episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL, and we have the crew back in full force. We are missing VJ, and I think Mav is going to jo- be joining us late. He got stuck in a meeting, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, VJ will get him back next week. But listen, we have an incredible show for you, and the lead story is going to be uh, what Clobriel had to say regarding uh starfield and obviously boxenberger got involved in that and got and and i was reading his tweet and i was reading the uh, tweet from um well really the message that uh, a good friend of the show idle sloth who is just like a that guy's like a sleuth he finds so many good stories and yeah, uh, shout his, out to him he's yeah, his, uh, such his, a great his, guy yeah he's not only a great guy he's i think i said he's he's, he's the walking detective because he always yeah. seems to find uh the most uh hottest stories that no one's talking about so of course that story is being brought to you today by idle sloth our good friend over on twitter uh so give that guy a follow if you want hot off the presses xbox news we're gonna be talking about quakecon 2022 uh that has been confirmed to be a digital only event and that makes perfect sense with the way things are going in the world but they did confirm that in 2023 it is going to return to an in-person event which i'm very excited about because well you know that means that maybe we get an in-person microsoft event potentially next year we're also going to be talking about well quite a few things but before we get into it let's let's get into the introductions and get right into the top uh the, the topic number one we'll start first with uh our good friend pong soul making his return i know that you're excited today specifically because guess what we're talking about god howard himself <laughs> and starfield uh welcome back brother how you feeling uh i'm doing good boom uh busy as i was telling you behind the scenes again i thought i had this day all uh set we were gonna be good for this morning and then everything hits the fan as always at work but i am here today uh and yes of course i'm happy to talk about starfield it's been a heck of a couple weeks for me uh miss being on here but uh rolled credits on three different games over the past couple weeks God bless you, bro. for me as a grazer I can't remember the last time I had that. Kind now, what, of run, what three so. games did you did you roll credits uh, on? T- Tiny Tina's. Uh, I just one. bought it. Yes. Oh, I sweet. I, I I think I'm I'm almost at the end. Awesome game. Oh, it's a freaking amazing game. Uh, me and yeah. Steel. Uh, and Ma- uh, me and Steel rolled credits on that with the help from Mav and the Blue One. Uh, you know, great members of the community who jumped in as well. Um, and then uh, me, Mav, and Steel rolled credits on Godfall. Uh, the first part of it, uh, absolutely freaking loving that game. Steel and I had a big uh, kind of game uh, pass, right? Ex- yeah, game. Uh, no, it's not in game pass, but it's oh, only thirty bucks. Nope, only okay. thirty bucks though. It's on sale. Um, and Godfall is definitely worth it if you're looking for another looter uh, melee based game. Again, it got a lot of hate when it first came out on PS5 for a lot of different reasons, but man, is that game actually really, really fun? Uh, again, nothing groundbreaking, but just pure fun. And then. After 280 hours, my first playthrough of Cyberpunk, I finally rolled credits. And that has now solidified itself in my top 10 games of all time. Good for Uh, you, man. No matter how you do the list, I'm absolutely just blown away by the ending of that game. So, yeah, it's been a great run of games. been playing some Lost in Random. 
uh, which came out on Game Pass. That looks, EA, I, I, I download, I'm Fantastic. in the first level. That's amazing. Fantastic. It's really yeah. good. Oh, Tim Burton, American Very, McGee's yeah. Alice-esque uh, type game. Awesome, awesome game. And then I've gotten back into some old RTSs from the 360 days. I actually, uh, somebody brought it up in Xbox Ultimate. I think it was uh, about Command & Conquer. They had just mm. bought them. So I went out and got all three yeah. copies on the way and then i went back to man i just bought bought the remake on steam i can't wait to get it back yeah yeah yeah. and then then i pulled out supreme commander 2 uh man back on 360 days and actually the game holds up very well so i've been playing back through the campaign playing some skirmishes it's been a blast having a good time gaming right now it's the golden age of gaming people (laughs) so let's get down to it you know what's amazing uh they were able to map uh controller buttons to yep. uh something like command well. and conquer which which makes me wonder when this year we're getting um what the hell's the name of it age uh, of the empires age of empires four, four. Yep. yeah we will yeah. be getting that at that, that's so boxenberger's so uh, chef's kiss but yeah look, uh, good stuff man uh boxenberger welcome back to the program brother have you rolled credits in any games because i haven't played anything this week outside of animal <laughs> no i haven't <laughs> rolled credits but i played a lot um of course uh i also played tiny tina's uh, quite a bit um i love that game uh it's it's really really good i also uh, played a lot of age of empires 4 <laughs> honestly uh, <laughs> uh yeah and i went back to forza horizon 5 um and play that a little bit so yeah no credit rolls but um a lot of great games so yeah yeah the last time i uh the the, the last thrashing that i took was from i i lost to the last boss in elder ring about 100 times and i was like you know what i'm gonna put this down i yeah. changed my build like four times and i'm like yeah you know i i this look look with camera this is what the health was before when i died the last time yeah. and i was like you know what f this game but i love it uh, i will come back to you eventually um that what level boss, did you did you attack the the last boss i am at 254 okay. i think 254 something like that yeah it's it, 254 was the last time it's it's ridiculous i have i i don't know it's I'll, I'll beat that damn boss eventually but you know what's crazy after uh, i just crossed 180 hours in that game which is madness uh for a souls like game for me personally and uh, there are still new, new, new things I'm finding. Like, it's, it's just bonkers how big that game is. Uh, but, Josh, what you been up to, brother? What you been playing? Any, any credit, uh, uh, um, credit rolls for you? What are credit rolls? That's that's all. That's all I need. I wanted to ask Pong what what does it mean to roll credits. <laughs> that that means when you finish a game and you get to see all the credits. <laughs> can you can you be a content creator and finish games? I didn't think that was uh, <laughs> well. Very crazy. I don't very often, my games. <laughs> I, I finish like ninety nine percent of my games. I whenever I start a game, I play like two hours, and if I go more than two hours into a game, I'm definitely going to finish it. So. I yeah, I used, to, I, I used to do like 15 minute reviews where it was like, if this game <laughs> held my attention longer than 15 minutes, I would say, go ahead and pick it up, but I'm moving on. So <laughs> that was, that was pretty much the, my bar. So uh, it's mostly been Mario Kart and Halo for me. Like yeah. we, uh, we've been doing these Mario Kart, tur- like it's a, it's, it's called a tournament. It's just done via in the switch. But I had almost 400 people racing. I saw that, dude. I popped week. into one of them. That's crazy how many people are jumping on the screen. Little me's are all over the place. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> I can't believe that's happening on the on the Switch. It's it's wild. It's wild. So it's so it's so much fun. And uh yeah, been doing fantastic. So glad to be back and uh and talk some talk some Xbox and and probably some Halo. So 
Yeah, yo, well, listen, you know, I talked about Halo last night, and I almost got booed off my own show. A lot of people yeah. are just tired of hearing about Halo specifically, <laughs> and which I, I, I find it hard to believe. But we're not going to talk Halo because obviously we talked the hell out of it, and I, I you know, my, my, my opinions on uh, uh, how excited I am for um, certain affinity. Uh, if you don't know who they are, then you're not a Halo fan uh, because they made some of the most iconic maps. Uh, in, in the history of, of, of the franchise. Uh, the reason why the sandbox is so good is because of Max Hobelman, who is the head of that studio. Um, and uh, the fact that they are taking over the mode, you know, the Battle Royale mode, I, I, and, and, and adding a twist to it excites me because it's not going to be, uh, a, you know, a Fortnite clone. It's going to be Halo in, in a Battle Royale format, just with their own twist. And no no one does it better than certain affinities. So I'm very excited about that. But, you know, I do want to bring up the, the first topic of the day of uh, Mike Ibarra. I don't know if you know who that is. Well, yeah, he used to be someone uh, that worked for uh, Xbox. Well, he's going to be working for Xbox or Microsoft once again, once the Activision Blizzard deal is done but mike is always uh we we know him as the pc guy like of course he plays on xbox but he is a pc master race representative in the best way possible and he tweeted something just the other day uh that i thought was worthy of a conversation because uh it 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 involves uh jez corden's favorite game which we know that he's addicted to once again that's world of warcraft and this is what mike had to say on his official twitter account tomorrow meaning today the warcraft team at blizzard plans to discuss the future of warcraft we're excited to show you what we've been working on and where your adventures and uh and uh, as a as a how do you say that a-z-e-r-o-t-h azeroth i guess azeroth azeroth okay azeroth um we'll go next next month may even more exciting warcraft news is on the way so so of course I got to bring this back around to, you know, the state of World of Warcraft, it, you know, it, it's it's had its trials and tribulations. It's not as popular as it once was. That's due to a lot of mismanagement um, at Blizzard that has changed. Obviously, Mike was brought in to uh, to run Blizzard because of his uh, stout ability to be a good leader. Um, And obviously, I'm sure World of Warcraft is incredibly important to him, as is Diablo, which no doubt Diablo 4 is currently in development and will be coming to Xbox Game Pass day and date when that releases. And that's very, very exciting. Uh, But I got to start, Pong, I got to start with you. Uh, One of the things that Xbox is known for is multiplayer. Now, you obviously are playing a bunch of RTSs using a controller. I I don't know how they can equate what you do on a full-fledged keyboard to a controller for World of Warcraft on Xbox. Um, it would, I think, I, I, again, I don't even know if that's possible. I, I've never played the game, so I couldn't honestly tell you. But what I can say is, and this is the question I have for the 150 people we already have here. Do you want to see World of Warcraft come to Xbox? Uh, you know, and obviously it's going to be on PC, but do you want a console version of that? Pong, what do you think? Is it possible to bring World of Warcraft to console? Uh, yes, it is. Jez has talked about this. They already have controller support. 
um, I think it was the last expansion, they had added controller support. Now, whether or not it can actually be effective during some of the rating is the real question. Again, not a PC guy here. I did play yeah, World of Warcraft back in the day with some friends uh, on their PCs, so I have had some experience. Uh, and that's Jez's biggest question, too, is like in the normal kind of uh situations in world of warcraft it's possible that it would work however the people on pc use so many hotkeys and stuff when you're raiding because it's so chaotic and you have to be on point in those raids especially support classes yes which are so vital in world of warcraft that that's the real question now i don't know anybody personally that's used the controller functions yet so i you know, I, I can't really speak on it directly, but what I will say is, should they attempt to do it? Of course they should. Uh, again, World of Warcraft has been down on a down swing for a while now. They've, they've, you know, the blizzards, debacles uh, outside of the human resource stuff has been well documented when it comes to World of Warcraft, and a lot of that, you know, people have believed that goes back to Activision. Uh, and the investors forcing them to pump out content before it was ready, before they really had polished it up, before they really had thought about um, making really good expansions. And so a lot of this stuff came out and fell flat. And so people have been, you know, they've been hemorrhaging players for quite a while now. I think that's why today is a big day for Mike and the rest of the team over at Blizzard. Um, I think that they are looking to recover a lot of what they lost or at least attempt to. Uh, over the past couple, you know, three, four, five years, whatever it's been, um, and really make this expansion something special for World of Warcraft and that community and maybe get some of those players back. But long run, of course, I think they should try to bring it to console. I think bringing it over to Xbox would be a huge deal. Um, I think yeah. there'd be plenty of people who would definitely at least try it out and then maybe get hooked. Uh, you know, World of Warcraft used to be the crack that everybody kept going back to. Um, you I know, mean, Jez still goes back to it. He's yeah, addicted to it. Exactly. Um, and there's plenty of people in here who have. Obviously, Destiny's kind of turned into that now, along with so many other games out there that have come out. But I think that World of Warcraft still has that name. Wizard mm. still has that name. And if they do this latest expansion right, I think this would be the perfect time to come out and, and Mike kind of hinted at a, a follow-up, uh, you know, um, kind of announcement coming later uh, in May. Well, if this if this expansion hits and, and everything's looking on the up and up, why not announce it for consoles? That's been smoke that's been going around for a long time. So I think it'd be time for them to introduce it to the console uh, player and see if they couldn't just get, you know, we've seen it so many times in other games, get that little boost. Get that talk going again. And if they pull it off right and it is uh, somewhat uh, good on the controller, then all the better. Uh, you know, that that would definitely open up more opportunities. So, yeah, let's go for it. I, I yeah. hope Mike and his team get it down. Yeah, absolutely. Real quick, before we get bringing Boxenberg, uh, Pragmatic Eagle in the chat. First of all, it was his birthday on Friday. Happy birthday, brother. What you didn't know before you bounced out is that you were one of the $50 winners from the contest, the, the giveaway that Mrs. Boomstick and I did, you got to hit me up either on Xbox Live or DM on Twitter or, or go to my About page uh, and get my uh, the uh, the business email for Double Barrel Gaming. And uh, I got to get you the code, brother. It's just waiting. Uh, I've been looking for you. 
pragmatic eagle won the one one of eight prizes you you were one of the big 50 dollar winners so hit up hit me up brother so we can get you that 50 dollar prize for an xbox gift card um but listen let's uh boxenberger i have some stats in front of me that are pretty interesting and as of 2021 Shoot. we had uh now now granted in, in, in 2017 uh world of warcraft had almost 50 million monthly active users which are paid subscriptions by the way it's crazy uh, but it has significantly dropped off now what the updated number is is there are at least at any given time 34,000 World of Warcraft active players at any given moment and this comes to us uh, uh, as 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 early as April 6th of 2022 which was just a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago so 34,000 players that's huge I don't know how many uh, console players would find WoW and potentially jump on but you know, bringing it to Xbox, uh, especially if you you know throwing it into Xbox Game Pass, where it would be available via PC and console, could really boost what they want to do with World of Warcraft. And obviously, it is an online uh, MMO, so it needs it needs blood. It needs blood to function. New blood in the form of Xbox players. How how likely are you are expecting to see this drop on an Xbox console? Yeah, that's a fantastic question, and I have no answer to that. There's there's two things you have to consider with WoW. It still has an impressive player base. It definitely has. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, even though the numbers have dropped over the years. Uh, but the game, are we, are we still here? We're, we're still here. I was, yep. I, I was uh, just typing. Okay. I, I changed the view. <laughs> I hate when I do that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was just a little confused whether I'm kicked out. I'll, um, I'll breathe into the mic so you know where everybody's still alive, okay? Uh, very good. <laughs> very good. <laughs> All right. Um, listen, um, number player numbers have dropped over the years. No doubt it's still impressive. However, uh, the question really is how many of these gamers are that play WoW are legacy gamers, gamers that have a history with the game. See, the game is 18 years old. It released in 2004 for the first time. It's an 18-year-old game. Um, And if you have a complete new player base on consoles, gamers that haven't played that game before, the question really is, how many of those would pick the game up? That's the one thing. The other thing is um, what Pong mentioned. Yes, there are controller controls already available there, but the game is definitely designed from the ground up around having a mouse and keyboard. So there's definitely work to be done. Um, Cross-play would be probably really difficult to realize. Uh, So the game would have to find its own player base on the console side of things. with, And it needs a, a lot of revamp. And then you have to redo 18 years of content to optimize that for controllers. Um, that's a tough undergoing for for what? For, for a couple of thousand gamers probably picking it up because I don't think it... Um, yeah, and, and that that's the one thing. The other thing is, if you look at what 
it costs to play WoW. It's still 13 euros here. I don't know how much it is in the US, but that's the exact same price than a month of Game Pass Ulti- uh, the Game Pass Ultimate subscription. So Unless they think? move all of those subscribers, and again, they, they they don't own them yet, so I don't know if they can do that. But what what if they turned around and they because we've seen that we've seen so Sony is expected to do that with their yeah. PlayStation Plus. They're going to move people over. So what if the WoW players were just moved over to Xbox Game Pass subs- yeah. uh, subscription? That's exactly that's exactly what I wanted to, wanted to say. What I think is. What would really help Game Pass, um, especially on the PC side of things, if you bring in the Game Pass, uh, the the WoW subscription into PC Game Pass, you don't have to necessarily bring it to console. I don't think it, the the work that needs to go into into doing that would probably bring them a return of investment of an 18-year-old game without having a legacy to the game. I, I'm not sure, but the PC space would be something that is that would be killer uh, a killer app to have WoW included in Game Pass Ultimate, basically for the same price. All these WoW subscribers are automatically converted into Game Pass Ultimate subscribers. That push, that push would be insane. And how many do you think would consider to go back to WoW? That game that they played 10 years ago 15 years ago yeah. religiously when they were younger i i would do it i played a little bit of wow in the early days uh, i dropped out of it because it just got too expensive and i wanted to play other games as well um <laughs> but that is now included in a in a subscription service that also has my call of duty in there and all these other games you know what i'm talking about and that if you can bring that as a value to PC, I think you you gain a ton, a ton of Game Pass subscribers. And that's probably what, what I would uh, go for. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if a console port is, is what WoW needs. Um, let me, so, let yeah. me ask you this, Box. Yeah. Thinking down the road, however, thinking into the future, would it be valuable to them to put the effort in to get the console version up and running if they are planning on a world of warcraft 2 yeah and they ah. want to introduce oh, that into the consoles would I it not 100% be yes yeah. 100% yes absolutely that's a completely different story because a wow 2 would bring in a lot of new players um i think just wow is too old to bring in new players that's that's where where i'm struggling with right now if if, if you can follow my train of thought there yeah um if you don't have that history with with a 18 year old game you're probably not going to go into this um but if you have history um on the pc side you do it now if a wow 2 comes out obviously that would be a killer thing to do to have that that ecosystem approach, you can play it on xCloud, on console, on PC, and spread the player base. That That is a killer app. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, why it would might make sense for them to put a little effort into World of Warcraft. Yeah. One, to bring it to console, to introduce people, to and maybe to get you know some of the kinks worked out early on on console, and kind of go from there as they prepare for World of Warcraft 2, because there's got... We, we've heard yeah. before that they had plans that it was nixed, right? Because, again, the investment group just wanted to continue WoW and continue, you know, that, that stream yeah. of income. And they didn't want to spend the money, per se, on a brand new World of Warcraft. But obviously, I'm assuming 
Microsoft and Xbox gets the acquisition to go through, you know that's going to be greenlit and it can be built from the ground up for console as well yep. as PC. But just to put get that experience on console to you know get that port over of one, introduce maybe some console players to World of Warcraft they've never played it before and then roll into world of warcraft 2 kind of better prepared is kind of what i was saying maybe there might be some value there but i get what you're saying box yeah 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 i mean well i mean if you know one one of the most uh, one of the interesting uh business tactics of this once the deal is done because like i said i i i you know these these senators and these politicians could grandstand all they want microsoft isn't doing anything illegal and there and, and there are other people buying buying up the farms everywhere. And I talked about this on Friday. You know, you have Tencent making a monster investment. Sony's going to continue. And uh, I mean, it's just it's it's just so many other entities are, you know, consolidation is a thing. It, 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 you know, it's 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 what's going to happen with the industry. It's just the industry right now is in flux. There are only going to be a handful of publishers. Uh, because right now making games are easy, even more expensive. You know, I said this last night on primetime gaming, you know, when cream cheese uh, is $8 and gas here in New York is five bucks a gallon, you can only imagine what it, it's costing in these other states to make games. Remember, they're spending five years spending money with, you know, uh, waiting for the release so they can get the um, return on, on investment. So a lot of these smaller studios, they're going to have no choice but to be consolidated into bigger publishers because they just won't be able to afford to keep the doors open. And that's a reality. But Josh, you know, one of the things that's interesting when you're talking money, and again, we're just podcasters. So the money aspect doesn't make, it doesn't really, it's not a big deal for us because we're not involved that way, but it's still worthy of a conversation. If, if Microsoft were to roll the 34,000 gamers that are currently paying $15 a month for WoW into Xbox Game Pass, they would get people to stay only because not only are they getting WoW, but they're also getting Xbox Game Pass for PC, Xbox Game Pass for console, and they're getting it on the go through the cloud. I mean, do, do you see that actually happening? And and, and for you, do, w- would you want WoW to come to console? because <laughs> i have so much extra time to play wow I, I i i couldn't i can't wait uh i think we would see the same effect that we see game pass have on most games that it it it, it is the it's cpr for games it brings life back into yep. uh back into games that that maybe you know didn't have the marketing push they needed or there were too many other games coming out. And I think the same would be true with wow. I think it's one of those. It's, I mean, it's a, it's such an iconic game at this point. Right. And I, to be honest, I've never played. I've never played it. The most I know of wow is from the South park episode. Like, like where I get, you get the best line of how do you kill that? Which has no life. Right. Like, I mean, that's the, one of the best lines ever. And so I, I would probably like dip my toe in a little bit if it, if it showed up. And I think that would be the, be the case. It also just adds to the overall value of game pass, right? Because, because there's some people that religiously play that game probably still to the, I mean, obviously 34,000 there's, there's, there's a lot of people still, still, still into it. 
but those numbers were so much higher back, you know, back in the, back in the, uh, back in the day. And I, and I believe with, with the right leadership, the right marketing, everything like that, like, wow, could probably still bring a massive audience if, uh, if, if the, if the right choices were made and the right content was produced. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, Boxenberger made a great point. This game is two, almost two decades old, right? Uh, and I, it's, I, I never thought it looked good. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I've always seen it, and I'm like, yeah, that, that doesn't really look that good. It's not a P- I'm not a PC guy anyway, so uh, I don't know if I would even dip my toe into it because it's not really my bag. First of all, time to play single-player games, still difficult when you produce four shows. So to play a, oh, a MMO, I, I don't know, man. It's, it, for me, it just it, I don't think that would be um, something that I would get into, but there are a lot of people that wouldn't. It would certainly uh, move some headlines. It would definitely move people into Xbox Game Pass that have may or may not already have it, because what, what if, and this is pretty interesting, how many of those WoW players uh, have an Xbox? I, I honestly don't know. That's that's a, that's I, I'm not privy to that information, but I'm sure quite a few of them. What if that th- those people, those gamers, were playing are uh, playing both Xbox and WoW, but paying for both of them separately? That's thirty bucks a month. If if they were able to somehow roll that into Game Pass, now you're talking even more crazy inherent value. Um, at some point, Ubisoft Plus is coming. We keep hearing, you know, we just saw um, some. Um, Origins is dropping into Xbox Game Pass, which is which is a freaking awesome uh, uh, Assassin's Creed. One of my favorite. My favorite is Odyssey, but Origins is really good. That's coming, and we do know. I mean, it's been already confirmed that Ubisoft Plus is coming to Xbox Game Pass, even if it's going to be uh, you know a separate service. Uh, I, I don't care because I'm going to pay. I'm, I'll gladly pay for that. But listen again, World of Warcraft is it coming to consoles? I I, I think it is, folks. I just don't know what the ramifications are if they have if they've already mapped it for controls then it can be done uh, and i don't see why they wouldn't add it to xbox game pass whether it be uh, pc and console or just pc but hopefully it does come to consoles because i'm sure there are a lot of people that want to dip their toes but i do want to move on to topic number two ladies and gentlemen and uh, we got to talk about quake con 2022 like i said in the opening uh it is going to be a digital only event and for obvious reasons uh covid has now gotten uh it's getting a little worse again in some countries you they're, they're, they're locking down uh people uh because over here in uh, in the states florida just uh, had a judge block the mask mandate so you want to fly a plane you don't need a mask i think if you're not wearing a mask you're a lunatic but that's just my opinion and whatever but I got to talk about the Quake reboot. Now, we don't have much to go on, but opinions here, folks. But look, we have seen remakes uh, or new additions of Castle Wolfenstein. We've also seen Doom 2016 uh, bring back one of the most favorite franchises of all time. It's and pronounced Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein. You see, there you go. Hey, Matt, what's up, brother? Welcome. Oh, geez. Hopefully you guys can hear me. I just went through troubleshooting hell. No, no, you're good, brother. We definitely hear you. Oh, and okay, we good. do see you. I'm nice. never going to get the Wolfenstein correct, Boxenberger. I apologize profusely. <laughs> but needless to say, um, Wolfenstein got a reboot, and it's fantastic. All the games are really good except the one with the daughters. That is awful 
that was that was a terrible uh, rendition of uh, of a new game. I, I, I hated it. Well, it um, wasn't made by Machine Games, so no, it wasn't. It, it was it was it was it was mass produced for money. That's what they wanted, and uh, thank goodness Microsoft now owns them because we're never going to see that happen again. Um, but Doom saw a reboot. Wolfenstein saw a reboot. I think that's time for Quake to see a reboot. That is a very very OG IP that has uh, hasn't seen much in recent years, but you know it's it's a it's a franchise like Doom. And like Wolfenstein, that has a legacy. And we did hear that they uh, they were in the process of potentially, again, it's rumors, folks. I don't have anything in front of me that says, hey, this is definitely coming. But it would be pretty damn awesome uh, if uh, if the headline of QuakeCon 2022 was the, uh, the showing off uh, potentially a trailer, even some gameplay of a quake reboot and again the all we know is that the quake reboot is supposed to star a female lead as opposed to the original lead was a male which i think is perfectly fine uh i'll start first with uh with pong on this pong I, obviously you're an old school cat like myself what what does quake do for you personally and do you want to see it get the 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 doom 2016 treatment <laughs> Yeah, of course. I would love to see it. I'd love to see Microsoft and Xbox reach out to John Carmack and bring him back to work oh, on it. It's the only thing wow. that would make it better. Uh, I remember when uh, Zenimax was first announced, Carmack actually was on Twitter saying, hey, I wouldn't mind coming back and working on some of my old franchises. Uh, that would be absolutely ridiculously cool. Sign but, that man, please. <laughs> please. But no matter what, at the end of the day, Quake uh, means a lot uh, because Quake Again, there's a generation or almost two generations at this point that don't understand how big Quake actually was. Uh, Quake was one of the original esports to take off back in the day as well. Quake is one of the fastest shooters out there. Uh, It is unbelievable. I don't even know if at this age I can keep up anymore (laughs) with how much you had how, how twitchy you had to be to That's be a any twitch good. shooter at its core oh, yeah boy, man. oh boy those arenas oh they were a bloodbath and if you were not quick on the draw it was over with so but it'll be interesting to see what they do i'm always again we talk about so much boom we love new ip don't get me wrong i love new ip right starfield is my most anticipated game uh, probably in the past couple decades just because of who's behind it, but also because it's a new IP. So I love exploring new places, being you know put, dropped into new scenarios that I've never been dropped into before, meeting new NPCs, all that good stuff. But there's a place to bring back this old IP that has been collecting dust, that has a name and a legacy for a reason. Um, not only for all of us old heads, not only to to get the nostalgia feels going, but also to introduce new generations to, you know, franchises that meant something that maybe changed things in the industry or pushed the industry forward. And Quake is one of those. And I think Quake has a place in this day and age if they do it right. And I have all the faith in the world that they would do it right. They would obviously bring some of the mechanics up to date. Uh, but to bring back that ultra fast style arena shooter 
man, oh man, I think a lot of people, there would be a lot of new fans of that, especially in this day and age of highly competitive gameplay and multiplayer. So I think this definitely has it. And, and the Quake story was actually really good too. Um, actually picked up a it was Quake. Damn, it, that was an Xbox yeah. 360 launch game, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Correct? And I, I, yeah. And I got, I actually picked up the disc version of Quake 4 as part of a package deal, went back to it and started playing it again. Does it hold up? No, it doesn't really. hold up. It's probably that, horrible that, looking. No, yeah, it's not very good. But at the end of the day, the story and like, you know, yeah, it's a, you know, it's that sci-fi kind of, you know, over the top action, 80s, 90s style action flick kind of gameplay. But the story was actually pretty decent. and There were some good characters in there. So I could definitely see how these days they could bring it back to life. You put in a female protagonist, yep. um, you know, and really, you know, again give it new life in 2022 i think that this is the perfect way to do it and i think that's really cool uh we heard about this last year that this was a potential and i think it's real um i think they understand yeah i think they understand that quake definitely still has a place nowadays and i think that it definitely could find a home uh on obviously xbox game pass and obviously on pc um, I definitely think this is something that they should invest in, and I hope they have, and I hope that QuakeCon is where they're going to announce that. I mean, again, they have a whole con still to this day yep. named All these after years that later. Game. Yeah, it's yeah. still going, right? So bring it back. The old fans will obviously be there day one no matter what, and I think that, again, it will capture they show it off and it shows well. And I had, again, no doubts that with this current gen of consoles and with where the PCs have come to, that Quake is going to look damn impressive because it was one of those games that pushed hardware back in the day. So yep. bring it on. I think you're going to get a whole new fan base going. So there's going to be a lot of people that it catches off guard. They're like, hey, Quake, wait, is this the Quake I've been hearing about? Wow, look at this. I think you can get that excitement from a newer newer player base too. So bring it on on. QuakeCon, perfect time to do it. Let's do it. Well, you know what? You, you said something really interesting. They have a whole show dedicated to Quake. Why wouldn't that be the time where you say, hey, listen, <laughs> folks, a new trailer. Uh, we got we got something special or one more thing, and boom, it's the trailer for the remake that we've been hearing about. It, it, it Again, it's one of those things that would really dominate the news feeds uh, it would be trending for sure, and it's what Xbox has been doing the last 24 months. They they have found their their groove with being able to stay in the news, and this would be a big one, especially for the PC players who grew up with this on their Macs back in the days. Uh, real quick, Highlander001 drops the first Super Chat of the day. Well, thank you, brother, for $5. And he says, I know 20 WoW players who are getting an Xbox Series X and S just on the thought that WoW is coming to Xbox. Well, there you go. I mean, again, it's it's just a story, and we can assume that there is some truth to it. And already he knows 20 WoW players that would buy an Xbox. That's That's, listen, <laughs> Microsoft is quietly going to put Sony and Nintendo in the corner uh, once this deal is done. And we haven't even gotten into the schematics of why that's going to happen. Forget the fact, and I've said this before. Remember, you heard it, you heard me say it, ladies and gentlemen, that I, I have a very strong suspicion that once Call of Duty is in Xbox Game Pass. And I'm not just talking about the new Call of Duty. I'm talking about, hey, 20 Call of Duties with enhancements just dropped in the Xbox Game Pass. Go crazy. 
what you're going to potentially have, and if they do this, where everything seems to you know come to fruition, and uh, it happens before the holiday, and they can do that, and they dropped again. There's a lot of what ifs here, folks, but I'm just painting a picture for you. Um, if they were to drop the Series S to 250, you would have a Spider-Man PS4 $200 situation where they would not only dominate Black Friday, but they would dominate the, 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 the normies, the casual audience that won the uh, the sa- those sales war for, for you know for Sony during the PlayStation 4 era would become Xbox fans. And that's the casual audience, which probably equates to about 85% of those sales. It would be, it would be crazy uh, because why should you spend 76 uh, 43 here in New York for Call of Duty on PlayStation 5 when you can spend 15 bucks? And for five months of Xbox Game Pass, that's what it would uh, equate to. It's, it's, Microsoft is quietly, and I said this uh, just a second ago, they're going to put sony in the corner they really are and I, I i can't wait to see how this turns out but boxenberger quake what does quake mean to you and do you see it getting the uh the update treatment that we saw with wolfenstein and and of course doom which is the one that everyone goes to doom 2016 considered by many perfect doom of all time um so i i can see this happening for quake i think it needs to happen what are your thoughts um one hundred percent. It needs to happen, uh, but it's everything but confirmed uh, or properly announced because actually it was kind of confirmed uh, about two months ago on on uh, February the twenty fourth. I had Mav on the World of Gaming as a guest, and on that day, uh, something happened over there on the official Zenimax shop listing uh, page, and I just uh, looked it up uh, to have the quote properly ready. Uh, they had like 12 positions up there. And that was the headline of these 12 open positions. We are looking for passionate C++ developers to work with some of the world's best game developers to bring iconic id software properties like Doom and Quake to life. And with that, well, there you go. Uh, it is confirmed. <laughs> that is, uh, I the thumbnail of that show was Quake confirmed. So yeah, it is more or less confirmed uh, that that this is going do, to. Do you now? Okay, so with that said, do you do you, do you think that the the proper time is for QuakeCon in August to drop a trailer at least? Yeah. Of course, of course. Uh, what better time than uh, than QuakeCon to announce a Quake game? Uh, no doubt um, that would be a fantastic uh, a moment. Not sure if it's going to happen this year, though. Um, it could also be something that they do next year on QuakeCon. But then on the other hand, um, let's face it, Doom Eternal is already out for how long now? Um, was it 20? I think it was 2020, so that's two years. Um, it has been working on that IP uh, for quite a while now. Um, so it could be that they do it this year. could also very well be next year. I would be surprised if it wouldn't be uh, announced at a QuakeCon, whether it's this year or next year. But QuakeCon is the perfect place to announce it. And I can't wait to see um, what they do um, with Quake. We hear the rumors that it has a female prota- protagonist, which is, is cool. I want to see what they do with that. Um, like you guys said earlier, um, Quake was very well known to have that fast-paced kind of horror gameplay. 
um, yeah. with actually a good story. Um, and, and Quake has always been a game that pushed boundaries on what's possible on, on graphics. Just like Doom Eternal and Do the Doom um, 2017 reboot did, um, It the, the guys at, uh, over there at uh, um, its Software are absolutely wizards. Um, John Carmack is is one of the best graphics graphics programmers ever period and um the it tech engine is is simply it is is amazing and anyone who played doom eternal at 120 frames on uh, on the xbox series s and and looks at what they can still achieve uh visually on the screen at 120 frames and when you turn ray tracing on and you still get 4k 60 fps with ray tracing on and that quality of uh of the of the uh, textures and and uh, shadows and everything it's amazing what they can do and i want to see how they take advantage with a new quake uh, of the current gen hardware um what they can do on pc and push these boundaries again um for for what uh, graphics can be, I, I want to see that, and I want to see that hopefully this year. But I'm not sure about that. I mean, listen, they, I mean, they could put a trailer together, you know, and and QuakeCon with at least sure. a trailer, which would be great. I mean, we are, are we going to see gameplay? Highly unlikely for sure. But man, it would again. It's one of those things that would dominate the news source simply because just the logo would yeah, be man, enough. Yeah, man, do something. Yeah, put, Quake put, reboot. Put, yeah, pulling Nintendo yeah. and, and you're saying are you pu pulling Nintendo and show a Metroid Prime Four uh, and and just walk away, walk off the stage, Josh? <laughs> uh, here you are. Yeah. Obviously, you are a Nintendo fan, and uh, we saw that. Uh, listen, QuakeCon is coming. Uh, August confirmed. It's going to be a digital only event. It's probably going to be about sixty minutes, sixty to ninety minutes, I would imagine. Uh, I don't know what they're going to show, but Quake, the Quake reboot, seems to be almost uh, a guarantee now again uh, we, we we have different opinions where what what they can show I, I think they could at least put a trailer together first of all where do you fall in seeing a reboot of quake and do you expect this week uh this uh this august for them to actually show it oh man it's i'm i'm i've i've got I've got Quake in my browser right now, right? I'm I'm trying to see learn a little bit more about the history of of the the game. I played Quake 4 on 360. Yep. Loved it. I love yep. I I mean, I loved Unreal. I loved those fast I have I bought a couple of the Quake games on my Switch, right? Like I mean, it's 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 cool that they're available. I don't know where I I, I have I have no idea. Trying to get a, I'm I'm currently researching, trying to get a pulse on like the community behind this game, right? And I don't know what would be a greater pull for Quake to to continue. Like Quake Champions was the last we saw from them in 2017. It looks like it's still getting around a thousand players, right? Which is not, I mean. It's not fantastic, but even like the article I'm looking at right here says, while the standalone launcher uh, numbers have not been revealed by ID Software, we know that Quake Champions often peaks around a thousand players online each day on Steam, which is surprisingly healthy for the genre. Now, I don't even know exactly when. Let's see, this might even show. Uh, 268 Steam users are currently playing Quake Champions. That's right now, 268. So, 
more than that game from uh, Platinum Games that had a total of eight players uh, concurrent, <laughs> which is not good. Uh, not good. <laughs> not good. So, so I, I don't. I feel like Doom was and has always been about the the, the campaign, right? Quake to me feels like it was more like an Unreal Championship competitor or if you liked Unreal you probably liked Quake and those were those were yep. those were where you spent your time playing multiplayer. So yeah, Unreal Tournament and Quake were basically the Fortnites and Warzones uh back in the days. Correct. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, and so I just I just wonder if there isn't a greater push to see to to see something like Quake Champions evolve into something more that that has more appeal, more marketing behind it, more of a more of an you know a, a BR style game. I don't even know how Quake Champions plays exactly. I'm sure I'm sure it's similar to the old school uh, the, the old school Quake, but it it's it, it's one of those games that's I I feel like it had a a massive PC fan base, right? Because it's all that was available on for the longest time. Mm -hmm. And, and so I honestly feel a little bit out of the loop with it. And I don't know how that game succeeds better as a, I don't really feel like after playing through four, as much fun as I had and watching myself get chopped up by chainsaws and put back together again and how <laughs> brutal that was like, that was, that, I would imagine fun, if they're but... going to do it, uh, Josh, it is going to be a full-on reboot. And, and it's probably going to be uh, a single-player-led. I'm sure there's going to be a multiplayer aspect to it because obviously Quake is, is, is just indicative of multiplayer. But look what they did with Castle Wolfenstein. Look what they did with uh, Doom. Uh, I, I, I think that if they can bring that type of respect to an IP that warrants it. I, I think they could have something super special because again, no one knew what to expect from Doom, right? Everyone's like, ah, Doom. Yeah, I remember playing that back in the days. I had it on the Jaguar. I had it on my my, you know, on my washing machine and I played it there, right? And everyone was like, yeah. <laughs> the Jaguar was version was amazing, by the way. The Jaguar yeah. version was quite good, actually. I, <laughs> yes. I say that because I actually owned that by so the way. So did I. <laughs> uh, so but it was and look, it was graphically, it was pretty damn impressive. Um, but I I man, I I I think that it's just one of the IPs that Bethesda had locked away, didn't know what to do with it, didn't have the money to potentially put this thing together. And now they're Microsoft first party. Why the hell not? Yeah, it's a great, I mean, you, you really, you really could be onto something. Right. And we, I almost wonder if they were testing the waters with quake when they released all of that, like the anniversary, I don't know if it was necessarily an anniversary stuff or just a bunch of the classic, games i mean like i said they came to the switch they're on they're on game pass there's 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 all kinds of quake available to play right now and yep. i wonder if they're if that was the, if that was them kind of you know just testing the pulse of the community and who's who's into this and what kind of uh what kind of numbers they got and 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 the more you say it boom like thinking about a quake that that looks even better than doom 2016 that yeah like, dude that that not only looks better but maybe is more brutal more more gritty you know something kind of like like a mix of wolfen wolfenstein i don't know if i said it right but you said uh, it probably better than uh, i did <laughs> <laughs> um uh just seeing seeing something like that when? like i would love to see it push 
the bat like push the hardware push the series x yeah you know absolutely like something 100%. that something that does that 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 there just has to be those why are people going to talk about this game what is it going to be that's going to that's going to get this that, that would put this game back in the conversation on twitter that's that's more than just a trailer that then you know falls off relatively quick like i believe there's gonna have to be some kind of a a, a gimmick and i use the word lightly but there's gonna have to be something there that that is going to really entice a new generation because we've all said it multiple times on the show we we don't have a ton of time so if a game isn't gonna really pull us in and give us a reason to play it it's gonna fall to the wayside and it will be eight concurrent players yeah, I don't think Quake though. I, I, you know, I mean, listen, launch it on PC, launch it on Xbox. You are going to. I, I am telling you, the fan base is going to eat this up, and, and it's just one of those games that they don't have to save for E3. QuakeCon, it's its own event. Announce yeah. it there, Mav. Before I get to your brother, uh, I gotta thank Jacob Novak. Two super chats didn't come up in in the chat, on, so I had to go to YouTube to find them. Uh, Jacob Novak drops the actual first one of the day. Uh, this one's pretty interesting. He drops a five dollars super chat and says, "After five years, I finally copped an original OG, uh, OG Xbox with ten bundled games. First ever Halo Fight Night 2004 Soul Calibur 2. That was dope. Uh, Blinks. Oh my God, so good. Blinks one, and C- he also saw M uh, FM one cheap." Um, Little a little story. I actually had a working in pristine condition. The special edition Halo Combat Evolved clear green OG Xbox that I got from my brother. He sold to me. He was like, "Yeah, I got this. I'm gonna get rid of it." I said, "No, you're not." And I gave him the money for it, and it, it is bubble wrapped. And I even have the matching green clear controller. Yes, uh, the OG Xbox. I I know that the Duke was 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 a was a man's man controller, which I actually have quite. I have a few of them right here. I went and bought this, and I have the Cortana edition that I got from Hypergen, which is dope. Uh, congratulations! That's that's hard. The fact that it works, you were able to find one. That's pretty good. Drawn TJ drops a ten dollars super chat. Thank you for that, brother. He says, "Did you watch the Xbox era episode? New episode with Ed Freeze or Fries? Uh, I can't always get that wrong." He said they almost got Westwood Studios that make Command and Conquer, but EA stole the deal, and he thinks that it, they would still be under the um under Xbox to this day. I haven't watched it yet, dude. I'm so backed up on on uh, on just. I can't even play games. It's just been a very, very busy week. Thank you for the super chat. And he drops another one says, I think you lost my super chat for $2. Thank you for that, brother. Definitely appreciate the generosity. I didn't lose it. Unfortunately, the, uh, the, the software I'm using didn't pop it up, but Matt, let's get, let's get you in on uh, involved in here. Quake, uh, QuakeCon has been confirmed a digital event for August, uh, towards, uh, I don't, I don't have the specific date, but it's definitely in August for you personally, what what is a new quake on the level of a Doom 2016? Oh, you're muted, brother. Yeah, sorry. There I muted go. that when I was still troubleshooting behind the scenes. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, I, it would be huge, uh, honestly. I mean, this, it fills a genre that's been missing on console for a long time. Yep. Right? And uh, the last 
game, Quake Champions, only released on PC due to hardware limitations, is what they said. So that's why it only came out on PC. And that's also one of the reasons why it didn't maybe uh, see as much success as it did. That and also, I think it wasn't, it was a cooperative type development between id and saber interactive it wasn't like they're just id's go-to game because they were also doing doom at the time right so i'm thinking you know doom 2016 came out doom eternal came out both massive success with rebooting a franchise now you move on to the next most historic franchise you have in your stable which is quake which is also going to make sense, a lot of sense for Xbox because it's another massive IP that they have, right? So it's another thing you can bring out to the forefront and make it have value again, right? Because they have all of these IP, all of this massive IP that's sitting there dormant. And all you got to do sometimes to revitalize a, a franchise is release something new, uh, with a, uh, bring it up to standards and create something fresh. Now, if we have like Josh was saying, like that Unreal Tournament Quake Arena style gameplay going on again on consoles. It was huge back in the day. Remember how many times we were hopping around between Unreal Tournament or or uh, and, and then Halo, right? It was one was a Twitch-based style gameplay, right? And then the other one was more of like console-based uh, arena shooter. But a lot of people favor that really fast-paced gameplay that those... Um, quakes and, and and unreals provide we haven't had that on console since like the 360 generation so you're talking about a decade without anything like that on console really and if we get that developed at the forefront by id right and really push things forward and it just could be absolutely amazing i i look at what they did with their engine for the for the doom games and think about what that could be oh my next dude gen. For a next-gen only Quake? Because it's going to be next-gen only. Otherwise, yeah. they would have released the last one on, on, on Xbox One. But they didn't. So this next one's going to be next-gen only. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. So it's going to be an absolutely, or sorry, as Pong likes to call it, current-gen only. I put my foot in my mouth. I'm sorry, Pong. <laughs> current-gen only. Um, You're learning. <laughs> yeah, last-gen last gen was the thing. Now we're in current-gen. I apologize. Current-gen only. I can guarantee you it will be current-gen only. It's going to be. Uh, a big deal and from the get-go like uh, pong and i had this discussion a long time ago that was our prediction that the was gonna be id's next game because oh. it was the one main uh piece of bethesda that we didn't really have any clue what they were working on there was no announcement right there's no uh, announcement no like hints no clues given and it's like they're being quiet about something right they're being quiet about something and it just makes sense you you release two doom games back to back you move on and you revitalize Quake, who the whole QuakeCon is Bethesda Softworks. It, it's their big showcase. Yep. It's named after Quake for a reason, <laughs> right? It's called QuakeCon, right? You got massive, massive of gamers go there, bring their, uh, get, get set up on all these PCs. They play arena uh, games against each other. Uh, they play Doom. And the other thing is about the QuakeCon announcement. I can guarantee you. Because that's where they have traditionally revealed big things about the id games is at those events. Yep. Um, the first time that Doom gameplay was shown and revealed was at QuakeCon, right? For the, for the reboot. And that was 26, 2016, 2015. And, and that was uh, only showcased to them. It wasn't even made available to the public until later on. 
it was a private thing just for the attendees of QuakeCon. Now, it obviously made the, the rounds with the news media because they were in attendance, right? But um, it's, it's a big deal. Now, I would also add that going forward, because Xbox has ties to this whole QuakeCon now, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't start utilizing these showcases like a BlizzCon, a QuakeCon, yep. um, all of the other... Um, stuff they have that it's going to be going forward with like the call of duty series and the, and the halo championship series and That's all these other esports things. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking they're going to start you have to utilizing these things that draw audience draw media attention draw yeah. crowds to reveal other things as well because they're going to have to make time for reveals so i think QuakeCon could be more than just a quake announcement you could potentially see little teases about other things from from microsoft uh, but i i think QuakeCon's a, a quake is a given it's the number one franchise that they have from Bethesda that is not currently in production, yep. right? That we know of. Now, I, I, we believe it is in production, but out of everything else in their stable, like, because we know Elder Scrolls is coming, Fallout's coming, Doom, they just did. That's the, that's the fourth one. That's, that's going to check that last box there is Quake, right? So uh, I'm excited to see it. I can't wait. Yeah, I, that makes two of us. Real quick, I got to shout out Drawn TJ. Who, sh- I mean, wow, dude, you drop an absolutely a, a, a ton of super chats, and this one just blew me away. He drops a fifty dollar super chat, dude. That that is the generosity is just not to be believed. So thank you so much. As the sirens go by here in New Rochelle, uh, you have set this this podcast on fire, brother. Thank you so much for the generosity. He says, my super chat was Ed Fry's on the Xbox era. He said Westwood Studios and Blizzard were were almost under Xbox. EA stole the deal for Westwood, which makes Command and Conquer and Dune. Uh, as for the as for Blizzard, they were bought out by a timeshare company. Could you imagine that? A timeshare company beat out Microsoft. Go figure. Uh, thank goodness that's not in fact the case anymore, and that this deal is happening. Uh, but thank you so much for the generosity, brother. Definitely appreciate that. Um, well, listen, folks, that's two topics down, but we got to get into the big one. And uh, the big one is Starfield. And this one comes the way of yeah. Idle Sloth, uh, uh, <laughs> Boxberger himself, as well as Clobriel, who, you know, again, you, whether you, you know who Clobriel is or not, you probably should follow that man. Uh, and I say a man. I don't even know if it's a man or a woman for that matter. Um, but it's man, follow. and it's it's pronounced Klobrille, and it means toilet seat in German. Yeah, I, I remember you told us that. <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable that he can he calls himself toilet seat. But listen, <laughs> this is what Idle Sloth tweeted, uh, and uh, Boxenberger. We're going to go to you first on this once I read out both uh, Clo- uh, Idle Sloth's uh, comments as well as what Klobrille had to say. Um, and uh, Idol Sloth, Sloth, friend of this program, says, Clobriel's thoughts on how much time Starfield should get, should or should not get in, an, in the upcoming Xbox showcase. And that has been a topic of discussion because we know that it's going to be a big show. Uh, we do have, uh, I, again, I have incredible faith in uh, the team over at Xbox that they are going to somehow outdo what they did last year. Last year's show, by many accounts, was a 10 out of 10. It has been the best Xbox show in the history of the brand going back 20 years. Uh, can they outdo that? I kind of think they can. And I think they have enough to show. But the, uh, the headline is Starfield by leaps and bounds. But this is what Clobriel had to say on Reddit. 
He says lots of opinions on how much time Starfield should or should not get on the upcoming Xbox showcase. Personally, I would love them to really invest time, show the game, do your deep dive thing. Starfield is the big headliner this year for Xbox. Of course, they should put the focus on that game on that game including giving it a lengthy presentation if Todd and his team are ready. He puts in parentheses and he continues. In any case though, what will matter is the quality of the content shown. It doesn't really matter if the duration is 5 minutes or 30 minutes. The content needs to be good. If Starfield can impress and trans and, uh, and translate in scale in 5 minutes, then I'm fine with that as well. The content matters, not the time. And he fi- and he finishes off his, his his thoughts by saying this, ladies and gentlemen, there are many opinions on how they could do things here. There is also the Nintendo Treehouse style where you show a trailer or something in the main show and go and do a deep dive after. I do think, however, Xbox knows that they have all the eyes on them, in particular for these 60 to 90 minutes or whatever, and that's where they should deliver the juicy stuff. Now, Boxenberger, I have your comment right after that to him. And you said, and I quote, I've said this on my podcast. I think Starfield is too big to get explained in a 90-minute a showcase. So I want them to show a five-minute in-game trailer for the story and lore during the show and then go and do a deep dive in gameplay mechanics in a vicious 696, which, of course, is Paris, hosted show the day after. I absolutely love that. I want to go to you first on this. First of all, yeah. let's call a spade a spade. There is no one bigger game in 2022 than Starfield. Now, granted, yeah. you will are there are going to be people in the chat that argue with me and say, well, you know, Elden Ring. We didn't know Elden Ring was going to be the phenomenon that it was, right? I didn't know. And in 181 hours later, I still am blown away by how much I love that game. But the reality is, is that this is Bethesda's first new IP in over a decade. This is by far one of the biggest games Todd Howard has ever worked on. It is his baby. Uh, And this is one of the most important games this year for Xbox because, as we all know, it is an exclusive to Xbox and PC. For you... I, I I read your quote. Have I want you to elaborate on that because this is this is going to be important. Uh, I think what I think you're uh, wow. Hold on just a second. Um, we got another sure. wow. Uh, drawn TJ, dude. I I listen, brother. I I cannot thank you enough for the outstanding support. It's because of super chats like what I'm about to read that we are able to do these give giveaways. Because again, I, I'm retired, so it's not that I'm making overtime somewhere else. I use the money from YouTube to pay for these things. He drops, folks, an additional $100 Super Chat, which is just mind-blowing bonkers. Dude, I, I don't even know what to say. He says this after dropping a $100 Super Chat, folks. I love you. I love your show, Boom. Keep up the great work. Well, thank you very much. That is incredibly kind of you to not only say the words that you usually say, but to drop the outstanding amount of financial support, brother. Thank you very much. But uh, let's go back to Boxenberger. Uh, This is an important show. Uh, This might be the most important game for Xbox 
in probably five years. You can you can put Halo up there. You can put Forza. But this is a Bethesda game. This is Todd yes. Howard's 10-year plan coming to fruition. How do you want, or more importantly, how do you expect Microsoft to handle this? Yeah, that's a that's a really good question. Uh, how do I expect them to do it? I I, I want to start with how I would do it. <laughs> yeah, and it's just uh, like a I said in the tweet you quoted. If we think about the the Xbox showcase in June, July, whenever it will happen, yeah, we have a ninety minute show, and Xbox has as of right now twenty three studios that are working on thirty plus games. All of these studios deserve a certain spotlight. Obviously, not every studio will be there. But there are many other studios that want to show their games. I th still think we will see Hellblade again. We will see Avowed. Maybe we will see Fable. We will see, I don't know, uh, what Compulsion is working on. All these studios want to show their games. And Xbox kind of needs to show them. Yeah, They have announced so many games. They have laid out their roadmap. But that was like two years ago when, when we've seen uh, the first teaser trailers. It's time for Xbox to show the games that are coming this year and, of course, in 2023. So if you have a 90-minute show and you want to show dozen, uh, probably 10, 12 of, of your first-party games and you want to show yeah. a couple of indie games and you want to show some of these third-party deals that you are working on, some of your partners, yeah, some of the games that are coming into Game Pass Day 1 or uh, just w games where, where Xbox has the marketing deals towards. How much of, of, of your 90 minutes can you really spend on a game like Starfield? Even though it's the big headline this fall, um, you cannot do a like 20-minute deep dive, a 30-minute deep dive. You cannot do that in a 90-minute show on one game. That it would not just take out the pacing of the show, but it, it would just not help the other games to get shown properly. Um, so here's what I think they should do. Show us a, like I said, a five-minute trailer, maybe even just a three-minute trailer. I don't care. A trailer for the story the universe of of starfield that we get an idea that this is kind of how it looks and and that's what it's about story wise and then last year they had two or three days later that um second xbox event which, which was awesome fantastic actually i almost like that even better than the main show i might be in the minority here but we got so many fantastic insights into the games we had the the fantastic hellblade developer diary uh, on that show we had seen halo gameplay for the first time we had seen uh, a deep dive and into... paris killed it like he did yeah, yeah. such a great freaking job facts facts yeah yeah true so I, I really like that format and because it that gives a bit more headroom in the main show for for um for just these kind of trailer announcements and trailer demonstrations. If you have a second show the day after, two days after, whatever, where you can go in, in depth in your game 
um, that would really help them. And then they can take 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever they need to explain Starfield, because it is going to be a massive game. Like you said, it's the biggest Bethesda game Todd Howard has ever worked on. And it's it's the first new IP in over 20 years. And, and I doubt you can explain what Starfield is in five minutes. You simply can't do that no you know they've uh, been also not in six these, or seven I, minutes yeah no, 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 you're, you're, you're you're definitely onto something because what they've been doing in recent months is they've been you know putting out these little you know two minutes 41 seconds three yeah. minutes here giving us a little glimpse behind the curtain not a big peek just a hey look yeah. look at this robot this is going to be one of your first companions uh, or, or or look look at some of the lore in regards yeah. to like the space pirates and some of the religion that's going to go on, so they're 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 they are drip feeding us some information, and I've been I've been eating it up. But I I think you're right. I I, I think yeah. you're onto something where they this game deserves to have its own monster dive. Exactly, exactly. You you need to show what are the gameplay mechanics. How does does the progression system work? Show some of the diverse planets that you're gonna visit. Explain us what what is happening in space. We we have battles. Will the how does the economy work? How does yeah. the base building? We know that there is space building in the game. Um, uh, how does this work? There's so much gonna happen in the, in that game, and you cannot bring that in in a, a five six seven minute uh, announcement in the main showcase. You have to have a dedicated event, um, and that's what I'm hoping uh, that that Xbox is doing. Um, because it's it's not just about Starfield in the main show. Yeah, we have so many other games. Um, oh, I'm hoping to see uh, Hellblade, Avowed. Yes, is another Avowed. One I really want to see. Fable is is yeah. one that I want to see. I want to I want to also see what what uh, Compulsion is working on. God, that yes. Obsidian, uh, um, other Obsidian game. Um, I'm blanking on the project name. Bel- Belfry. What was it? Belfry. Project Belfry. I believe uh, which what it is, is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it's, it's rumored um, there are so many other games. We we know about Project Dragon. We are now we know about certain affinity stuff. Um, that's also, by the way, something. Um, what, when is Xbox going to show all the DLC coming? Not just for Halo, but let's talk about Forza Horizon Five. Yeah, they have yet to announce that DLC. Yeah. All these games deserve uh, deserve some spotlight. Um, and and yeah. Give us a great 90-minute show with trailers and little nuggets here and there, little gameplay uh, snippets. Like, I don't think we will get to see extended gameplay for about, but give us like a three to five minute trailer for that with some some uh, in-game scenes. That's all, all it takes, yeah? Um, but the games that are coming out this year, another one is Redfall, by the way. Yeah, I'm I'm super yes. uh, 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 looking forward to that because Arcane has always nailed that gameplay mechanic thing. Um, they have always something unique to to their games. It's not if you if you played any of their games, it's Dishonored, Prey. They are not your. Um, average shooters they always have that unique gameplay element well, i mean they, i mean listen they they made death loop ladies and gentlemen and just look, exactly. just, look, just look at what they've done yeah uh, yeah you know you're going back to dishonored one and two those are by far some of the most uh, uh you know uh, genre ch- uh, churning games and of course they released prey a lot of people love that just love, love yeah. that game i i quite exactly. enjoyed it 
And then and last the, year they had, uh, you know, uh, um, Death Loop, yeah. and, and this year Redfall. I, I think Redfall is going to be it's going to be one of those games that Pong Soul plays the, the H out of. Yeah, yeah, it's it's rumored to be a borderline, uh, borderline, borderland esque <laughs> game. Yes, yeah. Um, and I want to see what 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 I'm playing Tiny Tina's right now, loving it. But I want to see that formula with with that special arcane touch that game also deserves um some time yeah and, and you probably need a few minutes to explain what makes redfall uh so special and so and then we have forza yeah of course yep. we have the, all these games let's face it a 90 minute showcase is simply not enough and I, and I, that's the last uh, last thing i'm going to say before i hand it over to <laughs> the rest of the crew um we have talked about this xbox has so much in the making so many games are coming uh, uh one show per year 90 minute one 90 minute show is simply not enough to 100%. give all the yeah. games credit so yeah Let's if Xbox wants wants to stick with that main showcase, that ninety minute um, E three kind of showcase, um, do it with trailers. Keep the pacing up. Yep, show this game, show this game, and then give us the deep dives after after the the show in, in dedicated events. Um, I'd love to see not just one but multiple events spread out uh, across the year that, that actually do the deep dives. But yeah, that's that's what I'm hoping here. You know, Matt brought up a great point. Uh, one of the things, you know, to 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 what Boxenberg is saying, Microsoft needs to have more shows, right? They the hundred percent, but they they do have BlizzCon, QuakeCon. There are a few other. Uh, I mean, they they could technically do, uh, a, you know, a, a Bethesda show that's not E three. You know what I'm saying? That could show. So they could have four or five shows per year with big big time games added. Uh, and attached to it. So I, I, I like what you're putting down, but Pong, I got to bring you in. But before I do, brother, uh, our, our ogre, uh, who's been a, uh, who's been a member of Here Comes the Boom for 11 months. Wow, dude, thank you so much for the dedication. He says, all Xbox studios deserve a good showcase. Maybe Starfield a showcase at a VoltCon. Bethesda deserves its own show as well. Yes, I agree. I 100% I, I agree with that. Uh, we also have uh, Dicado De drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says, all Starfield needs is to show me its biomes, foliage, physics, kidding. Of course, I know <laughs> he was going to say that. And Prasheen uh, 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 encounters. Um, and if we can slingshot planets, moons for faster travel. Well, yeah, that's, that's going to be a big game. Uh, we also had a super chat come in from, let me see where if I could find it. This chat is really flying. Uh, big shout out. Uh, Jacob Novak drops an outstanding additional $2 super chat and says there was an orange Halo logo OG Xbox console was planned. Yeah, dude, I I, I wish they would release it now because I'd get my $200. But Pong, this is a subject I know you can't wait to deep dive into. Uh, this is one of the games. If there's one game that you've been looking forward to, it is Todd Howard's, you know, potentially... Uh, 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 masterpiece. Uh, we we can assume that this is his baby. He's been working on this for a decade, and uh, this it's coming out this year. Uh, what wh what are you expecting? What, what what you know based on what Clobriel said, based on what Idle Sloth said, now based on what Boxenberger said. What what kind of a showing, and and how do they do this game justice? Mm. 
Well, I've gone back and forth on this, and I think there is multiple scenarios. Obviously, Boxenberger pointed out some of the reasons why they could do this in parts, um, and I've said that from the beginning. I also have said that Starfield is big enough that it can have its own day, and I almost would like to see Xbox dedicate a Starfield day in which they really go all out. Would that be a 60-minute show, you think? Uh, between 30 and 60 minutes, yes. Um, I went back and watched Fallout 4 reveal uh, this morning, uh, knowing that we were going to have this topic to kind of get yeah. an impression of, uh, again, I've seen those shows a bunch of different times. And what's really funny, uh, off topic a little bit, but if you want to see how much E3 in the video game industry has changed, go back to the Fallout 3 presentation and watch what they did, which was like basically like four and a half minutes long and it's shot by like yeah. a camcorder in the back of the auditorium. It's like crazy. <laughs> crazy. Where they, where they film the, the, the screens yeah. that they yeah. are playing on. They're not capturing yes. the material. No They're capture. filming the Correct. screens. It's like a bootleg yeah, movie that. from back in the day, yeah. right? You get the bootleg movie tapes from somebody videotaping in the back of the audience. Yeah. Uh, and then to see <laughs> and then to see Fallout 4 and Todd walk out to this huge auditorium that's going to be the sad thing this year with no in-person stuff is to not get that for Starfield because that crowd, that audience that they had there for Fallout 4 was so unbelievable. And, and you could see Todd feeding off the energy there uh, as well, which is kind of sad. We're not going to get that for Starfield. But I think, again, going back to my point, is that Starfield's so big that I think it does deserve its own day. And I'm not saying that it can't fit into this Xbox showcase E3, whatever we're going to call it at this point, um, whatever they're going to do. Obviously, it would make that event. But like Boxenberger said, we've got all these other games to showcase as well. And my point from the beginning was, look, Starfield can carry its own show. Why take away from what else you have to show? you know, to, to present because again, all those other games, Forza Motorsport, Redfall, let's just assume both of those are still coming this year. Motorsport. We don't know. Redfall is still on schedule. We're kind of getting to that point where if they're going to announce a delay, you know, I've said, if they don't, if we don't hear anything by the end of May, I think it's all go for, for red uh, Redfall this year. But I think that those types of games, plus everything else they have to show, all the third-party stuff that they're going to have, the partnerships, all the indie titles they're going to have, really to have Starfield kind of take away from all those, even if you put it at the end of the show, all people are going to be talking about is Starfield. Whether it shows great or whether it shows poorly, it's not going to matter. It's going to dominate everything. So I've said, that if Todd and his team were ready, and again, this is up to Todd. Everybody can say, well, Phil, you know, Phil and Booty and all these people, you know, kind of you know, control oh, it. Let, let, no, 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 no. Let's not, let's not be no, coy. No. It is, it's yeah, a Todd, it's Todd run situation. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Right, right. It's Todd. So if he's ready to show, I actually said I would have a Starfield day in May and get the hype train rolling. Oh, dude, I love that idea. Into I June, love that idea. People dude. would be losing their minds if they came out and said, hey, we're going to have a Starfield day in May because then people would be going, for all the people who don't listen to us and everybody outside kind of the, the, the community here, would be like, wait, why are they showing, what do they have to show for their Xbox showcase in June? Why are they having Starfields here? What are they going to show us in June? Like the hype buildup would be insane, right? 
I don't think that's going to happen because Todd doesn't like to show things early. We know that. So I think Todd is going to take his time and they're going to be ready when they're ready. So I like Boxenberger's idea, uh, except that I wouldn't even do it. A short, a short showcase, five, 10 minutes long, giving us the basis. Because again, you go back and watch that follow four presentation. It was about 35 minutes long. Plus they, in the middle, they showed off uh, the um, uh, fallout. Um, oh God. And I just watched it this morning. Fallout Shelter, uh, the app, right? The Android and iOS game that they came out with. In the middle of that, they 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 actually premiered that as well. So all told, they gave uh, Fallout probably right around 25 minutes of showtime. But we already knew, people already knew what to expect out of Fallout, right? So they, they could go ahead and highlight kind of some of the new mechanics, like the base building, and they kind of showed some of the updates they had done. Yeah, they started out like they normally do with the the character creation process and all the stuff that they had done to improve that. They gave you the walkout moment when you walk out of the shelter, kind of gave you some run through the early gameplay um, when you first get out of the shelter. But everybody kind of knew what to expect from Fallout 4. Starfield's brand new IP. Like again, they're giving us all this little stuff with the with these little uh, documentaries or you know whatever you want to call them leading up to it, but it's still not explaining what Starfield is. Like Boxenberger said, so five to ten minutes with some gameplay, but some real basic gameplay, and then explaining what Starfield actually is as a game and what we can expect as gamers during that Xbox presentation would be fine with me. Right, and then I think. Not the next day, because I think Todd, again, is now running the ship. He doesn't have to answer to investors. Phil's going to give him full confidence to do it how he wants to do it. I think as we get closer to launch, I think sometimes September, October, do a full blowout, okay, uh, of all walkthrough, you know, giving us really a deep dive into uh, the gameplay styles, the mechanics that they're going to introduce to us, really deep dive some of the different planets we may get to go to, or at least show us how we're going to travel there. Um, I think they're going to give us one of the walkout moments. Todd said there's two in Starfield. I think even though that they've given those walkout moments, those ooh and ah moment that you have in Bethesda games, they've done it for Fallout. I think they'll give us one of those, but I think they'll leave one as a surprise. Mm. But I think they're really deep dive closer to launch with a full blowout. Now, this is not going to satisfy everybody. Okay, There's going to be a lot of people upset if they do it this way. I'm just trying to put myself in the shoes of Todd and what his team likes to do. And again, he's got full control now. Make make no mistake about it. Um, so I think that's the way that it may go. I think September, October, they give us the full boat, 30, 45 minute presentation, deep dive, really what Starfield is going to have going on for all of us, what we can expect Todd on stage doing his full thing that he loves to do. Um, and I think that's how they're going to do this. Either you way, know what? either way, I'm okay with it as a fan, right? Either way, I'll understand it. Or if they just do the full show at the Xbox showcase, I'll get that too. I'll understand why Xbox would want that. And if Todd's ready and his team's ready to do it that way, so be it, do it. It'll be great. It'll be fantastic. It'll blow up everything in June. But I, I, I think that those are kind of the, the options that they have laid out before them right now with how they're building up this train to launch. And I think that, you know, again, 
whatever they choose, I'm going to be satisfied with. Yes, I want it all. Yes, I want them to show me everything. Yes, I want them to say, hey, the game's ready. We're actually launching it today in June, right after the show, <laughs> right? That's what I really want to have happen, right? But well, then, 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 then the, the, the time you put, you said you put in for vacation already. Yes, so I did, then, but then, I will then, move. I'll, I'll call in an emergency, okay? I'm in the yeah, hospital. I, I would do the same. Yeah, we would find a solution there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Listen, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I, I, I Look. I think what you, I think you're onto something. I, I think a May event is where I would go. Uh, and I say that to say that there are just too many games Microsoft can show. And I think that you, you know, the first of all, let me uh, well thank uh, Caper uh, Caper Grant six ninety two has become a new channel member, brother. Thank you so much for that. That's very kind of you. And Alex is a valve drops an outstanding fourteen dollar. Super Chat and says, you guys are all amazing at explaining news. What I think overall is the main is that main games have to be focused one uh, on more. And the one of the best ways to do this is to have independent shows focused on them. Yeah, you know, I think you're onto something, Alex, for sure. Look, uh, Starfield is one of those games that only come around uh, once every decade or so. I think you would agree with that. And we know that they've been working, and I say they, Todd and his team over at Bethesda, on this is this is special. This isn't just another, uh, you know, this isn't a sequel to Fallout, a sequel to Elder Scrolls. This is this is a new IP. They've been working on this behind the scenes for almost a decade. I, I think that it almost behooves Todd and his team to give it its own show. And I think May would be great. I think that's how you start off. You know, one the one of the things that we saw happen with last year's Xbox show is that they took what they showed and they ran that with being in the news positively almost the rest of the entire year. And then of course they kept going with the with the with news this January. It they just found their groove. They didn't do anything wrong. I mean, there were a couple of stumbles, right? They had the Xbox Live 120 bucks thing, but they pivoted and fixed it the next day. But this is an opportunity to choke out Sony and choke out Nintendo before E3 or the summer game show, whatever the heck you want to call it, starts. And right now, like I said earlier, the the biggest game of this year isn't anything Sony's releasing. It's nothing Nintendo is releasing. It is what Bethesda is releasing for Xbox as an exclusive PS, by the way, and it is Starfield. And it deserves its own show. And I think May, I'm Pong, I, I absolutely love that idea. I think that is that is the chef kiss way of doing it because they could have Paris the next day show off a nice 60-minute show, do have Todd come out, uh, you know, and have you know people from the team come out, sit down with Paris, and talk about it, and show some really deep dive stuff. They could do that, and they might they might actually still do that. But I think that if you really want to put your stake in the in the ground for why you should have an Xbox in 2022, it's this game, and this game needs to be it needs to have its own show. So I love the May event, Josh. What? Let's get your opinion on this. Look, all eyes on the gaming world are going to be watching what Microsoft does. And you know why? Not because of what we know is coming, but it's what they did last year. They, they set the stage 
for expectations, especially for everybody on this panel and the 300 people that we have here. They have we all have very high expectations for Microsoft. There's, after last year's uh, showing, you you would imagine so. But of course, you know, with Starfield being the big banger, if you will, of this year, how would you personally handle this? I'm 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 going back to 2005. Okay. And I'm I'm gonna say that Starfield is the Xbox Series Mass Effect that we had on the 360 back in 2005. And I'm gonna I say they it. should it's handle great it. Great comparison. Yeah. I think they should handle it very similar. I I think that there 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 needs to be enough shown that those those that are completely out of the know. Uh, that aren't invested or already like I don't think anybody in this panel is needs more needs to be sold on this game to play it right <laughs> not to mention we're already game pass we already have game pass you know what I mean right. so I I think there's that fine line where they can sit they can show too much and they can they cannot show enough and yep. and they need to hit that sweet spot this this needs to be the game that is uh the marketing needs to be on point. I think they need to showcase. They need to show us how badass this game can be without showing us too much. Right? Like yeah. here's, here's what this class can do. Let's take them on a short mission, a short side mission. That may be something that a lot of us end up skipping, but they, that it's, it's, it's not going to show us, too much but it gives us an idea of what the world looks like what travel looks like what conversations look like what gameplay and the the different uh the different systems that will be involved if there's going to be like magic and guns and 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 all the above like what what give us just give us just a taste and and i i i really do think that this will be the the series I wish they had named their consoles better. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I wish I could just say <laughs> this is the, I, the Xbox Four's Mass Effect. You know what I mean? That would just be yeah, a lot easier. Yeah. So, uh, but I, I think that's, I, I don't know if you guys remember the hype around Mass Effect, but it was, oh, a, sure. it was a huge deal. Like, I didn't even, it was a time in my life where I was like, uh, it was a transition period between jobs. I didn't really even have uh internet at the time when that game dropped i could not stop playing mass effect and that's yeah. what i hope starfield is i i think it's i, I think it's going to be that 10 times over to be honest with you and i think they're going to spend time highlighting to your point josh you know, I, you know i mentioned it you just mentioned it as far as some of the stuff they can show and they do that well in their presentations if you go back to follow it if you go back to skyrim they highlight that stuff i think a big part of this uh, is going to be the creation engine two as well. They're going to definitely highlight how they brought the tech up and what this means for us as gamers and what we're going to get. Because a lot of the criticisms is that the creation engine, when we saw it, you know, it, it's old, right? It was really old and it was starting to show its age and the interactions yep. with the NPCs were not up to par with what we were getting elsewhere in other games. So I think a big point of focus on this presentation is also going to be the creation engine two and what that means for us as gamers and how that's going to obviously uh, give us a more that, that really deep 
impression when we're playing the game because that's what Todd and his team always go for. They want you to feel like you're living in the world that they're creating. And I think the creation number two can go along. To yeah, that. I mean, this is this is one of those times where, you know, and that's the, that's really the, the question. I mean, is is it just Todd that goes out there? Do we see Pete Hines open up the show and hand it over to Todd? And does Todd bring out people that helped work uh, the magic known as the creation engine two? You know, are we, are we going to see some comparisons of, you know, do, do they really take it into a deep dive and run it? Say, hey, let's, this is what this is what it would have looked like on Creation Engine one. And this is what it looks like on two. You know what I'm saying? Like literally show two screens from uh, from Starfield and say, this is how better this new engine is, which is what I, I hope that they do. Yeah. So that people could really get a scale. Uh, Heinz of, will definitely be there. Heinz yeah, oh, always yeah. introduces Todd, so yeah. <laughs> he always, so he'll be uh, there for sure. So you know, Mav, let's get your opinion on this. This this is a game uh, like like Pong and, and like Boxenberger and Josh. You you are extremely excited for this game. We all are because this is one of those games. This is a three hundred plus hour game. I mean, if I mean Pong, if you you just put almost over two hundred hours into Cyberpunk. There's no Wait. doubt. That, that you're going to put every one of us are going to put two three hundred hours into this game easily. This game might be a game that you start uh, this fall this fall and continue to play through all the way through next fall uh, and and maybe years after that because obviously we know how people talk about uh, uh, you know Fallout three Fallout four uh, Elder Scrolls. We just celebrated Skyrim. We just we just celebrated their tenth anniversary. We released yeah. it again. I went back and put yeah got over. I got almost nearly two hundred hours into it again. Right, so yeah. that's what you do. Yeah. And and there you go, uh, Mav. You know we've had some really good opinions. Uh, I I think the highlight for me personally is uh, the May show. Uh, again, this is just speculation at this point, but I think the game is too big to share the stage with anyone else. I, I I'm not even trying to be full of it here. I'm being completely honest. I think that the game is something. Uh, it's it's too special to. Uh, uh, and and I say that, folks, and bear with me as I break it down. Not that Avowed and Fable and Hellblade and New Motorsport aren't important. Those games are absolutely monster first-party games. But those games, I feel, will be diminished in their hype if they share the same stage. Because we're all looking forward to Starfield in such a way that I feel it potentially will pull eyes and interest off of these games that deserve to be, uh, you know, looked at with fresh, you know, big cheese smiles. How would you show off? And what do you expect Bethesda to do with Starfield and and its presentation? So there's two things. I mean, really, do they need to spend a lot of time at E3 on Starfield? My personal opinion is no, because they have, so much other stuff that they really need to get out there to people and starfield is on everybody's radar right now right now when they don't showcase it too much then they're gonna get hears from people like oh we're starfield you know what's going on with starfield something's wrong with starfield from all the people that just are impatient right i can just i can see it coming from a mile away but you remember the pacing of last year's show they didn't spend like five minutes on anything right I mean, it was like bing, bang, boom all the way through and just an overloaded, amazing, like full plate of awesomeness, right? In fact, I could see 
more of that this at this show because they just have so much stuff to talk about. They have so much stuff to reveal. You're going to have third party uh, uh, partners there as well, right? Uh, you're going to have the the Microsoft published third party games uh, probably making an appearance. Uh, you still have a follow up on on contraband and, and stuff like that as well. Um, and avowed if that's 2023, are we going to see something like that? So I don't expect a lot of Starfield at E3 or what I'm calling E3 Xbox summer showcase, whatever we're going to call it. But I do expect multiple showings of it before we get the reveal or before we get the release in, in November, because we already got a release date. So that's out of the way, right? They don't have to have that big wow release date moment. So what I think we're going to get like some kind of just awesome trailer at, at E3 or Xbox summer showcase. Uh, then we're going to have potentially the day after, you know, the following thing where they kind of talked about some of that DLC type stuff last year, where they talked about add-ons, where they talked about other things and kind of go in depth on, on some more different things. Uh, I could foresee like Todd Howard sitting with a little interview, you know, type thing as answering some more questions and showing off a few clips. And then, you know, we go back to QuakeCon August, right? Uh, why not have something else there? And then I think in October, a few weeks before the game comes out, you do you do you do a big reveal there, right? You do yep. a big reveal, you do a big show, you do like a thirty minute thing, like a a huge blowout for the game. You, you show gameplay, a long play gameplay segment right before the hype. Okay. Um, the one thing that I think would be really cool to see at the Xbox Summer. Uh, event is a special edition console. Oh Starfield, my God. Right? Yes. Yes. And yes, I think yes. unlike usually, I think this needs to be a series S. Oh, interesting. Because, because there's so much availability on the series S right now. Right. Yeah. And, and if you are trying to drive home, like, Hey, 300 bucks, you get the Starfield console. Right. And you also are going to be able to have it within game pass for, for like a, the $1 sign up or whatever. Right. So imagine the amount of hype that something that, that could drive for people either getting it, it as a second console, just for Starfield, people looking at it, just a way to access Starfield. You hype that up with that trailer and have that console reveal, right? The $300 Starfield edition. You also go ahead and do a series X as well. Right. But I, I really want to see that. I think that would do huge numbers and drive a lot of hype behind it. Um, and then call it the Series S uh, Starfield God Howard Edition, right? You got you got to have the God Howard Edition, and then at the end you have a splash screen. And if I, I think the E3 trailer should only be like one minute, just like some little like awesome stuff, and then just end it with a splash screen. And all you guys are saying one minute's not enough time to describe what this game is. Just end it, Skyrim in space. Just big bold letters. Everybody will get the idea. The Skyrim in space, right? And so you have you have the Skyrim in space trailer. Everybody, that's all you need to say, right? Everybody's sold. And then you had the Series S God Howard edition, right? With his face as like oh the my, movie, you know, like we need his autograph on there. Yeah, you got to have what we autograph. Need. You yep. Know, you, yep. You, you touch Todd Howard's face to turn it on. You know. <laughs> it, that's It'd be great. awesome. I love it. You know, <laughs> great. When, when you bucks. power it, when you power it up, it says it just works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah let's go you know oh and God, and then great. uh then later on you do all the other shows there's so much stuff to reveal really i mean there's just that's something to be their biggest problem we talked about this numerous times on this show yep. on other shows on some of our shows the the problem is not going to be like do they have enough to show or how are they gonna or like when when are they gonna uh how much time are they gonna use this it's gonna be like how are they going to fit all of this stuff in all of their showcases yeah right? because the amount of stuff is gonna outweigh that because you got to take care of your third party com- partners as well and all of that stuff is you know uh last year every game but two were in game pass and they had 30 reveals last year and then now those two games that were not in game pass are going to be in game pass yeah um so it's just you're gonna have this huge thing now if what if the activision blizzard thing is done in time like then that's another whole aspect because you got to worry about how to have an event to celebrate that right as well so i just i just think there's like going to be so many opportunities for them to showcase things and then with all of these events but i i don't know if you need to spend like five or ten minutes on one game at a, at a, at something like this i think it's just too long mm. um we need to see avowed fable like con- contraband uh pro- the project dragon like all all those uh, compulsions game in exiles game well you have certain um, affinities monster hunter game that a lot of people are talking yeah. about in the chat that would be great to see i don't i don't know how far along they are with that we know that they are working on the halo battle royale but we uh, yeah there there's a there is a lot going on much, for xbox tonight for one sh- for any one showcase, yeah, you know what I mean, no, I, I, I think everybody's on point here, I, and I think that what we're gonna ha- wind up happening, and you probably hear Phil talk about this, is, I mean, look, I, I'm gonna be honest with you, I, I'm glad I'm not in charge because how, how do you tell? How, first of all, how do you fit thirty games into ninety minutes? One of which is Starfield, the biggest game for Bethesda in a decade. And then, you, of course, you have Fable and you have, first of all, you, 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 you know, everyone keeps forgetting poor Deathloop, right? This is the game that came out last year on, on Sony's PS5 as an exclusive. It's, it, it's releasing into Xbox Game Pass this year, and it should be potentially even better. It's probably going to run even better on the Series X because, well, it's, it's, it's you know, it's supposed to be an exclusive and it's, it's, it's Bethesda. So, uh, you know, why, why, why don't, why don't we expect that this is going to be a high 90 meta game? But this, this year, if you thought last year's E3 was big, I, I I think that this this year is going to literally trump last year. I, I just don't know how they figure out how to get the games that are supposed to be out this year. Redfall, Deathloop, Stars and Motors, Motors probably. Right? Those, yeah. those, those are the four that we know. Uh, Boxenberger and I are pretty, pretty uh, headstrong in thinking that Castle Wolfenstein Three is coming yeah. out this year. Yeah. I, I, we 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 have been talking about this for for months. I don't think you so. you believe that they've, it's been in development for it's well too long for it not to to release. So I think that is that's that's one of those games that are released this year as like, hey, guess what? It's coming out this year after a trailer. And then just think about this for a second. That's just five games that are supposed to come out this year. Remember, 2023 is going to be a monster year 
for Xbox Game Studios. And you you got to kind of give us a peek behind the curtain with Avowed, with Fable, with a few of the other ones. Compulsion's game comes to mind for sure. They've been working on the game for over four years. So I'd like to see that. I, I don't know how they figure it out. But needless to say, folks, if you are an Xbox fan, uh, if you are someone that just found the brand, if you left for the PlayStation and have come back in recent times because of the inherent value uh, in the Series S and Xbox Game Pass, you are in for a real special treat this uh, this upcoming summer. Uh, and I, I cannot wait to see what they bring to the table. But listen, ladies and gentlemen, as we close out today's show, uh, got, we got to get to the outros. There's 300 people here. Uh, I saw a lot of new names. Look, the the goal for Double Barrel Gaming, if you're finding the channel for the first time, was to hit 10K. We did that in early January, and we did it live on the air with the Iron Lord, which is it was just it's just it's an amazing show, six and a half hour show, and I happened to be a part of that, and we hit 10K on that show for Double Barrel Gaming. So I'm always going to be in debt for Cog King, uh, Sav, and uh, an Attic for allowing me to be on there and, and hit that monumental uh, uh, you know, number. But I, I don't want to stop there. Uh, I want to hit 12K by the end of the year. And folks, we are just under 1,500 from that. Uh, and if you are just finding the channel for the first time and you're enjoying this particular show, uh, I say please consider subscribing because I do four live shows uh, each and every week. We have primetime on Monday evenings, Xbox Factor podcast right here at noon. This Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to be sitting down for 75 minutes. It's going to run about an hour 15 with Colt Eastwood for a nice one-on-one, two-topic, new episode of X-Vlog Live. That is going to be 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time this Thursday. And, of course, back at it again at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for breakfast with boom i've already written out the shows unless something big breaks and we'll just we'll we'll pivot or and call an audible but consider subscribing tuning in checking those things out i can guarantee you're going to dig it but it's not just about me it's about the 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 four men that i have on here with me that do absolutely incredible work not only on their own channels but in this amazing community and I really would like to see you flock there and give them the same amount of subs and support that you show me. And we're going to start first with, of course, Pong. Pong, you and Steel Rain are halfway there to the 1K that you want to hit uh, for Living Split Screen, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Saturday morning. I listen to it. It's always a great listen. But you're not only on just that show. You have a, you're on a ton of other shows. Sell your brand, brother. Tell everyone where they can check you out and where could people reach out to you on social media? I appreciate it so much, Boom, again, for everything that you do. Um, again, what Steele and I hit with 500 uh, subs last week and then our that's one big. year. That's, that's big. That's a big, big number, yeah. man. It is. Yeah. Yeah. We're on mission 1K. Uh, but to hit that right before our one year uh, worth of shows, our one year celebration, episode 52 last Saturday, um, wouldn't be possible without all the help and support that you've given us uh, uh, as well. You can do the work. And, I just put you out there, brother. I know, I know, brother, but you're a huge <laughs> part of this community. and appreciate it. And all my brothers, everybody that I do shows with, uh, all the gamers that I'm privileged to have shows with, all help in that because you all give me a voice and you give me content and you give me thoughts and ideas. All of you are a part of that. And it was a huge show for us and it was a fantastic, but thank you personally, boom, uh, for everything that you've done to support me and steal 
um, and uh, in, in that goal to get to Mission 1K this year. Um, so, yeah, everybody, uh, Josh, Fox, of course, Mav, my brother from another. Look, all of you uh, appreciate the show today. It was awesome to get back here and talk games with you again. It's going to be hit and miss for me. Uh, on the show from here on out because real life is what it is but yep. i appreciate every moment uh that i get with you guys and it was awesome show chat you all were amazing amazing contribution again chat contributes to every show without yep. you uh fine gamers out there there's no shows here whatsoever there is no double barrel gaming whatsoever so thank you all for being here each and every week and all the new people showing up here it's awesome to see all of it and the talk was amazing in there you guys are having great conversations appreciate you all love you all nothing but respect find me pong soul on xbox and twitter you know the drill there otherwise thursday nights p.m in the p.m that's right pong and mav in the p.m we have an awesome show on thursday night 7 p.m eastern six o'clock central time two-man show unless we have a guest which we do from time to time where we deep dive one, two, maybe three topics uh, going around in the industry. It's a non-console uh, eccentric uh, kind of show. So we'll talk about anything and everything. Um, join us there. We're building an awesome, awesome show and community as well uh, through Fun Speculations channel on Thursday nights. And then Friday nights back on Fun Speculations channel for Xbox Ultimate and the Great Eight or however many of us show up there on a Friday night. But Mav always usually has great, phenomenal guests that show up as well. We have a great time. We never know which way it's going to go. Um, obviously, when Mav's in the captain's chair, it goes left a lot. Uh, we had a snack conversation for about 30 minutes last week, but it was hilarious and it was awesome. And you can watch Mav eat animal crackers on camera. So that's always a good time. Join us on Xbox. Animal crackers, so good. So <laughs> no, good. Yeah, but he, he eats the non-iced ones, the cardboard ones. Oh, the best time. <laughs> oh my god anyways 9 p.m eastern eight o'clock such a time friday nights saturday morning is living split screen that boom talks about and promotes here for us uh split screen is all one word it's my brother from another steel rain and i two-man show we go for three plus hours we've actually been averaging four plus hours for the mm -hmm. past uh probably two months now uh look we like to talk we get the chat involved. The chat is if chat brings something up. We're going to talk about it. We don't plan out our show. It can go any which way possible, but we are going to talk your ears off. If you got to jump out of the show, come back because we're probably yeah, still, still yeah, right. on, right? That's what we have. People do <laughs> boom splits us up over a few days to listen to us. We don't care. Again, we just love being here and we love what the industry has going on right now in this golden age of gaming. So join myself and steel Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. Eastern, nine o'clock central time, 3 p.m. UK time, set those alarms, right? Set those reminders because we're going to wake you up. Even if you're not all ready to rock and roll for your day, trust us. You're going to get the energy on living split screen. So join us every Saturday morning for that Saturday nights and your Saturday, the right way with PTK Blam over on his channel, The Shop Podcast, Fuzzy Belvedere, another amazing member of this community, and myself, and we usually have a guest. PTK has been doing it for over six years. He just yep. made a post today, 250 yeah. shows he's done. It's a great time, Saturday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time. Join us there. And then, of course, when I can, I'll be back here on uh, Xbox Factor Podcast on Tuesdays. But it is the golden age of gaming, people. So much to play, so much to enjoy, so much to celebrate right now. Go enjoy it. Play what you love, love what you play, and I'll talk to you all real soon.
Dang, thank you, brother. And Boxenberger, uh, real quick, Dakato uh, in the chat says, I love for uh, Boxenberger to have a fireside chat with Todd Howard for six hours. Starfield yes. event. Make it happen, brother. Uh, I, I like Boxenberger, I am joining you. Okay. If <laughs> yeah, you do not <laughs> invite me, jealous me not I will never talk to you again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's great. Boxenberger, you got a show coming up this Thursday afternoon. Yes. You also drop been dropping video after video. Really fantastic content. Please sell your brand. Tell everyone where they can check out your YouTube channel. Where can people reach out to you and strike up a conversation on social media? Yeah, people can find me basically everywhere. Of course, under Boxenberger, like you said, Twitter, uh, on all the, the platforms, but especially here on YouTube where I have my little channel. I make weekly videos um, covering all sorts of, of topics from the gaming industry. Uh, I try to explain technology in in understandable words. I talk about what is happening in, in gaming. Um well-researched uh, videos. I, I do my best to to bring something educational with every uh, video I do. And I also have a podcast, like you said. It's a different format than uh, this uh, show here. I have usually only one guest and we go uh, deep on many different topics um, that happen over the course. I always try to bring in also topics that other podcasts kind of seem to miss. Um, so it's always a great conversation there. This week is all about indie games. Um, I have the indie gamer as a guest on Thursday. And that is because on Saturday, and I want to use this opportunity here, if you give me a second, boom, sure. to shout out Wandering Dutch, um, our good friend from not just this show, but uh, the Midweek Mix-Up podcast. He uh, he started to work on a, on an uh, indie showcase a thank, few thank weeks, you, uh, three months ago. Yeah. yeah. And um, when he, he told me about this idea and everything, I thought, hey, good, good idea. Let's, let's see it. Because he really what, wasn't happy with what, with, with what is out there. We have this ID at Xbox Twitch event every year, and it, it is just Terrible. horrible. Yeah. And so he had, he, he said, hey, we have all these gaming shows out there, but nothing that highlights indie ca games in a way properly. And so he's, he said, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put a show together. And I thought, yeah, let's do it, do it. But he was able to get the biggest of the biggest names for this show. Aaron mm -hmm. Greenberg is going to be on this freaking show this Saturday. 8 p.m. Central Europe, that's 2 p.m. Eastern. This is going to be an epic show. Three hours, show. too. Three hours show. Three hours long, 100 games. Um, a lot of uh, content creators contributed to it, but he promised me there is not more than 25 minutes of talking. The rest of the three-hour show gameplay, is brother. gameplay. Yeah. He has world premieres of some amazing looking indie games he has the smaller indie games in there these one-man projects but he has also the big big names in there um it's gonna be awesome and um i highly recommend everyone to check this out this saturday like i said um the biggest of the biggest names people like aaron greenberg will have a guest appearing on that show um it's gonna be awesome there will be giveaways and uh, lots of world premieres it's, it's gonna be awesome i'm i'm really really surprised what he was able to put together this is not just a fan-made show this is something on the on the highest of the highest quality level 
and it's going to be epic. And I would be surprised if this isn't going to be the the most and biggest indie uh, game showcase uh, this year. Yep. Tune in, everyone, on the Midweek Mix-Up uh, channel, one from Wandering Dutch. This Saturday, it's going to be legendary. Yeah, it, it, it's a big deal. And Aaron Greenberg did uh, stop by. He did, uh, you know, he's, he, he, you know, he's going to stop by and and give his spiel about it. And that, that's a that's a big deal to get Aaron Greenberg. Doesn't surprise me because he's an amazing uh, representative of Xbox for sure. David Kelly in the chat says Killer Instinct could be in the works. Oh, it's in the works. I just hope that it's from who you see in front of you. Uh, we mm -hmm. did hear uh, that Ed Boone said that they are working on something that's very not. Uh, Mortal Kombat traditional, and that he, if he said any more, he'd get in trouble. I hope and I pray to the gaming gods that he is working on a Killer Instinct reboot of sorts because, damn, if he is. Uh, but listen, Josh, sell your brand, brother. Tell everyone where they can check you out on your YouTube channel, potentially get involved in a 200 man, uh, you know, Mario Kart uh, romp, which I, which I, I tuned in for, which is, again, it's just madness. Just complete madness. And where could people reach out to you on social media? I am N64Josh everywhere. Uh, TikTok especially. TikTok, Twitch, YouTube, all the places. Farmers only. Uh, wherever wherever you want to find me. I'm, I'm actually really going to create a Farmers only with my with my brand because I've said it so many times. So <laughs> yeah, I it, love it. it That's it, great. It, yeah, it's just going to say, hey. No. Um, so... <laughs> Yeah, I do a number of podcasts, Halo Infinite podcasts, the Nintendo Powercast. Those are the 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 main shows that I'm that I'm currently working on at the moment. And uh, we just we, we do a community game night every other Thursday. So we have one coming up. If anybody wants to jump into uh, jump into some voice chat and, and play some Halo, it's the that's the most fun we're having right now with that game. So there you go. Yeah, I definitely got to get back into record some new footage for I had I had a ton of footage for Halo multiplayer and it got corrupted somehow. So I'm definitely going to get back on there and I, I'm not going to finish be able to get finish the, the uh, battle pass. I'm only at level 52, but I, I'm definitely going to get back to that. Uh, Mav, please, by all means, brother, sell your brand. Tell everyone where they can check out your incredible shows. Do you have a new one that uh, that changed uh, uh, onto Mondays? which uh, launched yesterday at its new time. And also, where can people reach out to you and strike up a conversation on social media? Yeah, I'll try and, and try and keep it short and sweet, unlike uh, Punk Soul. Ah. And, uh, <laughs> you know. But, hey, no, Archimedes, uh, for real, the Wandering Dutch thing, a huge, you know, uh, the indie yeah. showcase. Big, big deal, big deal, big deal, big deal, big deal. CIS uh, 2022. The yeah, CIS 2022. Yeah. It, I just call it the Wandering Dutch thing. I think that should be the official <laughs> name. The, the Wandering name. Dutch yeah, thing. I love it. That's yeah. great. Um, no, but uh, for real, like people don't like the amount of work that goes into somebody for that. Like somebody like Dutch to put that together is yeah. just absolutely astronomical. Yep. Uh, yes. I can't think of anything that anybody's done that is as big as this individually, as far as putting a showcase together yeah. for gaming. So uh, check that out, True. please. Um, other than that, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at Fun Speculation. Get all of the channel updates on Fun Speculation. Uh, you can find out when we're going live for game streams and all of the shows. Like Mr. Boomstick says, I tried to get before his primetime gaming show because I don't want to interfere with that. So we scheduled on Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. 
So that way we get at least an hour before our audience gets cut in half by his show, uh, which is amazing. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I'm dealing with the same thing because Colt Eastwood goes at eight o'clock. So we lose half yeah. the audience because Colt's an amazing dude. So it's it, it, there's, only, there's only so much room on YouTube. Again, it's a plethora of content. So there's only so much there's, room. There's like Titans on, on Monday nights, you know, yeah, Boomstick and Colt, you know, it's so, you know, I tried to go like a little bit before. So we're, we're doing Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern for fun speculation podcast and we're able to get three bit on at that time slot that's why nice. i was able to nice. move it we there. missed three bit and, here we missed yeah them. we 100 we got jasper on there fuzzy is on there and then also uh key when he returns um then wednesdays we got fun pop podcast for where we talk about marvel dc star wars movies games and more and thursday that dude down there that had the longest outro you've ever heard before pong soul and i are uh live thursday nights at uh it's 7 p.m. Eastern. Gosh, all these time slots, man. It's hard to remember. I don't know how you do it, Punk. Um, and we go live deep diving on lots of topics. Friday night is the show that started it all for us, Xbox Ultimate Podcast. Episode 85 this Friday wow. night. Yeah, we're going to have fun, 9 p.m. Eastern time. So check that out. Um, and I appreciate everybody in the chat. You guys rock. This was fun. Again, sorry I was late. Uh, I was excited to be here on time and not have to work in this afternoon slot. To be able to be here, and then my computer crapped out on me. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's I'm glad to be uh, have made it and had some great discussions with you guys. So it's good seeing you all. Yeah, it's great to have you back, brother. And obviously, better late than never. That is for yep. sure. But listen, ladies and gentlemen, big shout out to the over 300 people we had here today. Uh, I want to say a big thank you to everyone that dropped uh, super chats. Obviously, like I've said in numerous podcasts before, those are how we do the big giveaways. The next one is going to be for the Fourth of July. The following one is going to be the Booms Birthday Bash, where though even though it's going to be my birthday, you guys and gals are going to get the prizes. And then the last one, the last big one, which is going to be five plus hundred dollars worth of, of, of giveaways, both physical and digital, is going to be the one for the holidays that we do. This will be our fifth annual uh, that we're doing this year. Uh, and uh, that's how that's how we, we, we afford channel memberships. Which we got a couple today, so a big shout out to that. And uh, Super Chats, we put them away after uh, Google takes their 30%. And uh, that's how we uh, do these giveaways because, you know, obviously that's, you know, we want to continue to give back. But ladies and gentlemen, that is your show. That is your Xbox Factor podcast for this week. I want to say a big thank you for tuning in, especially anyone that's finding the channel for the first time. And of course, I'll close out the show with something, folks. That's important to me. Hopefully one day it'll be important to you. And that's something that my dad told me with kids. And he said, son, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules. And I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. We'll see you next week on the newest episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast.